Hey, how's it going? Good, I hope. I'm on location right now in Tijuana for some dental work, and I'm working on this episode for you in the middle of the night. I thought I should provide you all with a bit of context before we jump in. This episode is the first time we have a band hanging out and playing in Engineer Miles' home studio, and that band is The Gift Machine. They currently live in Oceanside, California, on the outskirts of San Diego, just a stone's throw away from my noisy hotel room here. But the band started in Anacortes, Washington, which is a few hours from my home base in Olympia. And those cities have some tight connections in the independent music community. You're going to hear a few name drops, and most of them are singer-songwriters of the Pacific Northwest region. So I'm going to tell you who they are. Carl Blau is from Anacortes and currently lives in Philly. He's got a gazillion albums on Bandcamp and Discogs. You should probably buy all of them. Brett Lunsford started a small but influential label called Know Your Own Records. He also plays in a band called D-Plus with Carl Blau and a guy named Phil Elver, who you may recognize from recent tabloid magazines, or better yet, his bands The Microphones and Mount Erie. Calvin Johnson is referenced. He started a label called K Records in the 1980s that's still chugging along. So if you hear somebody say K, that's what they're talking about. Ashley Erickson, you probably remember her voice from the end of the first episode if you've listened, or the end credits of the Cartoon Network show Adventure Time, or her band Lake, or the music that she releases under her own name. Uh, she is a local, uh, you know, Pacific Northwest singer-songwriter, and she's great. And then Kyle Field is also mentioned. Uh, you hear him talk about Kyle. He has a band called Little Wings, which is kind of like Neil Young, except really good. And they're based in the San Francisco Bay Area these days, but also a, a Washington origin thing. Here's a trigger warning of sorts. The day that the gift machine dropped by the studio, about half of the room was sick. So you're going to hear a lot of raspy voices, sniffles, coughs, sneezes, stuff like that. So watch out if you're a hypochondriac. And now, on with the show. So we're the gift machine. Uh, this song is called Best We Could Do. It's off of our new record, New Tangles.
the song was called One More Time Around. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Low Profile Podcast, where we have a band in the studio. Um, and they're here for us to ask all the tough questions. Today on trial is San Diego's <laughs> own The Gift Machine. Hi there. Hi. Hello. Um, so the gift machine is a, it's a, it's a band. It's a band. Yeah. 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 Since, uh, 1999. In 1999. I started it as kind of a, a solo project. And um, who are you? I'm Dave Mathis. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I forgot about that part. I'm Dave Mathis sometimes. Um, I started it as a, a solo kind of recording project when I was living in Anacortes, Washington. And it, it morphed very quickly into like a band. It's had a lot of different uh, members over the years, but uh, this is my favorite version of the band. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> this is my favorite too. Yeah. Um, I think this is my first time seeing this quintet. Yeah. I recognize, so I recognize everybody except Dan. You weren't in the video with all the giant stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, but. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I was in a version of the gift machine like twenty. When was it, Dave? 20? 2012 to 2015, I think. Yeah, and then I went away to school and um, saw Matt and Alana join, and was excited to come back down and get 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 in the mix. Cool. There's yeah. another video from uh, our last record called Telemetric Mayhem that Dan's in. I think he he technically dies in the desert. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a really goes. sad video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a you know in a, in an entertaining way yeah yeah i really liked it <laughs> that's actually one of my favorite numbers that you guys have come up with oh thank you thank you thank you thank joined the band I joined the band in 2016 it was like the end of that year and it was just the three of us at that time just playing bass and then Matt, uh, yeah, I'm Matt. Um, I joined I think it was the beginning of 2018 so, so yes, yeah, end of 2017 year, end of 2017 Dave yeah. sent me some, some of the new record new tangles and I uh, just added some guitar stuff on there and then we started practicing Kind of involved from there. Cool. It was Matt was very pivotal in helping me actually finish that record because I think I could have gone like a was it Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy <laughs> on it. Right. I, could, I could still be doing techno loops uh, and mixing that record. He didn't come in and help me finish it. So. Yeah, it's it's a pretty lush record. Yeah, yeah. I but I tried to make one that we could actually do live. Like I've done a lot of records over the years where I you know I have my 
Beatles Brian Wilson obsession and I add all this stuff and then it's like okay I'm gonna play these songs on the acoustic guitar so it was it was consciously uh, I mean there's obviously some studio stuff but we were trying to make a record that we could do justice live yeah Andrea yes how'd you Hello. get wrapped up in all this uh how far back do you want me to go to the um, beginning well I actually met Dave via a mutual friend that lived up in Anacortes, but had been raised in the house behind me in San Diego. That was Brian Malloy. Um, he played music as Amigo, um, and I was playing with him in San Diego, and then he um, had convinced Dave to come down and hang out for a little bit and surf and play music, and so we didn't know whether or not he was going to stay, but then I ended up joining Gift Machine and been playing with them ever since, and that was like 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had it arranged that, um, well, Brian and Malloy and I are old friends, and that's what she was talking about, and yeah. we, we played in a band together as Amigo, which is his side project, and also the Beagles, um, okay. and I sort of had it, I said, well, if I'm going to come down there, I, I need a drummer, you know, and then he's like, oh, I know this girl, I grew up next to her, so Andrea was sort of slated to play drums with me before I actually met her, um, yes. And you and then, sent me music, Yeah, and yeah. I liked it. And then at some point, we got married, you know. Kind of yeah, as, <laughs> as people are wont to do. Yeah, yeah. It was. It took a while. So you were we were playing drums in other bands before this. Um, lo- loosely, Amigo was like a jam band, so we we more often just would hang out and play. And then, yeah. Um, I was introduced to the whole Northwest music scene through Amigo because we went up and played at the Hexfest. Uh-huh. in 2006 and I had not heard of any of those bands or anything and it was just it was eye-opening and um, welcoming like the whole scene compared to San Diego yeah it's, it's a little rougher down there too. pretty special yeah little thing they have going on up there that's about the same time I moved up to Olympia here yeah so it was it was a whole nother world I had no idea what I was getting into yeah I consider myself lucky to have been able to experience that whole festival every summer, you know, and the whole experience of staying with everybody in a backyard and tents and yeah, it's very. You guys never skipped a year after that, did you? One yeah. year it was two thousand nine or two thousand eight. Yeah, one of those two. when it, I think when it became the unknown fest, we didn't ah uh, yeah up for a couple of those, but um, yes, yeah, miss miss. I don't know if that I don't know if that's happening anyway. It's so interesting with Anacortes. I mean, it's such a vibrant music scene. But like, since Carl and Philip both left, I'm curious. There's still the Anacortes Music Channel has continued, and there's still like a vibrant community music scene. Then they're doing events and stuff. They're they're uh, sponsoring our show that we're playing up there in a couple of days. But it's definitely okay. a different era. Yeah. So as we're recording this right now, the Gift Machine is on tour. Yes. West Coast. West Coast, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're playing, I think we're playing 14 shows in a month. But since we're located in Southern California, we can kind of like do little little runs out from there. Like, so we, you know, we've been playing shows all, all February. And then, sure. Yeah, we have like five more. Then we go home and play a festival in LA after we're home for a couple of days. Um, Andrew over here uh, was talking to me about it. There's another gift machine on the internet. Really? Oh, yeah. What is this? Yeah. A band? <laughs> no. Oh. No, it's an actual machine. Oh, I and, saw that. And, it, yeah, it's really hard to find videos 
of your band on the internet because when you look up the gift yeah. machine it's, on YouTube. It's the claw thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's new. Yeah, it's like weird because I... You have I, to do a specialized search <laughs> and minus out a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, the, I had the gift machine before <laughs> that, but I, I'm, I won't threaten legal action because I'm not that kind of person. Yeah, no, I've noticed that. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah, it just kind of came out of the blue. Yeah, it makes sense that that term would turn I, it seems very like Christmassy which wasn't I was actually uh, more more of a hippie I had a band called the Serendipitous Mayors of Brightness when I lived in Olympia and I put out you a say that again the Serendipitous Mayors of Brightness okay. so that's what I was performing as when I kind of moved to Anacortes and started in with the whole know your own scene of band. obviously that's kind of a, a mouthful but I had a uh, the, we put out a seven inch that was the first thing I put out know your own that was called thank your friendly oxygen machines and like I was an evergreener so I was super like obsessed with plants and the relationship of um, how they convert carbon dioxide to oxygen and back and forth and then so that was what the gift machine originally was. But now it's like I sort of look like Santa Claus, so it could be like that. Yeah. <laughs> I should just separate. I should just, like, when you get into it, like, like uh, we were going to start this band called JC and the Holidays for a while, with JC being Jesus Christ, and then there would be all the, like, the Easter Bunny and Santa yeah. Claus. That was, like, I think that was a Carl, either Carl Blau or Brian Malloy idea, but I think I could bring it back. Like, with the gift machine, I'll just be Santa Claus. So yeah. Yeah, yeah let me know. Yeah. Uh, sell, glam cells, yeah, you know, I mean, we're in. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a legit Santa suit at home. Really? Oh, yes. that's amazing. We had a gorilla suit for a while, but we had to give it back. I've always wanted a gorilla suit. I know, suit. I'm looking. I saw a vintage one uh, not too long ago, but it wasn't, you know, not that good quality. You, did it you looks like it might have been a you real... You have one now, though? I ha- we had one that we borrowed for a really long time. We had uh, it for like three years in our closet. Is that from working in the video industry? No, no. I wish. I wish it was that. Sexy it was from elaborate. a music video we shot in our apartment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What was that for? Do you know Luis? Yeah. Did you ever meet Luis Monet? He's like a LA guy that he knows Ashley, so I didn't know. Okay. It was, he had he he's the LA guy, so he showed up with the gorilla suit once, and oh, wow. we got to like live with it for a while. We named it Jeremy. <laughs> we sat him at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, Eddie Vedder jokes this tour. No offense, Eddie, wherever yeah. you are. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> You told me last night about um, editing some Bigfoot videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't know some if of that's it I'm, relevant, I'm probably not but... allowed to say publicly, but I have done, uh, I've worked on some Bigfoot shows. I have to say it's 100% real. Bigfoot's <laughs> real. Um, I worked on a show called Mountain Monsters for a long time, which it's, um, I think it was like eight self-proclaimed Appalachian hillbillies. They're like, they're into making moonshine and all that. They look like the part, and yeah. they would. The, the, sh- the original idea of the show was there was all these Bigfoot shows, and they're super popular. So let's start a show where there's other legendary creatures in the Appalachians, like the Kentucky Blue Devil, and there's some uh, other cre- you know legends like that. So they were looking for those and trying to prove they were real. And so for the first season, I had to make all these crazy different monsters. And then at a certain point, like Bigfoot is just so popular that the network was like, no, we just want Bigfoots, but different kinds of Bigfoot. So they were like kind of inventing like this is the redhead albino sasquatch and then this is the short water-based they're like making up names and yeah it's interesting sounds interesting. like a really good time it's a good time does bigfoot live in the pacific northwest uh yeah supposedly he's got I, a condo on alki beach <laughs> yeah. yeah nice my, my buddy vince um He's been on this show before as a co-host, um, but he's sort of a local expert 
and uh, has multiple episodes of uh, his TV show Pacific North Weird that are <laughs> about yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah, I have to check that well, out. He even has a music video dedicated yeah. to Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. Look up Biggie Got Foot. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh right. There's Pretty a great special. Pounding Surf song about Bigfoot, too. I don't know if you ever heard that. was a K Records band based out of Anacortes, the Pounding Surfs, no. in the early 80s. Um, written by Frank Barcott. I think it might just be called Bigfoot. It's great, great pop song. Great record. You can find it. The Pounding Search record on. Okay. Good stuff. So, uh, how's how's San Diego? How's the scene? Uh, it's good. It's gotten a lot better. Um, we have a good group of friend bands that kind of. Uh, I think that are still kind of into, you know, whatever is it classic indie rock? Like you were saying. I, I think I think we should just embrace the term. It's kind of like what it is. I don't. I mean. Indie rock could be it. I always said indie rock was kind of turning into a haircut now, but like it's like yeah. the older sound of like guitars and. Um, anyway, there's like a group of bands that sort of embrace that, and um, it's a small scene, but it's cool. Like it's it reminds me a lot of like the Northwest scene where everybody's friends and there's a lot of like overlap with people and others band each other's bands and whatnot. Um, Are any of y'all playing in other projects? Oh. Yeah, I play in a band. Sorry, I play in a band called Modern Bummer right now, but I just play bass in with my boyfriend and two of our other friends. And they three were in a band previously years ago called Muscle Beach. So it was after they broke up, they hadn't played in a while. And then when they wanted to get together, they kind of wanted to stay with the MB theme, so they just They're called great. It really Modern Bummer. Band. And Dave is actually recording our EP right now, so we just got like the bass tracks and the like the thick of the songs right now and then yeah. once we get back from tour we'll finish it but cool yeah, it's yeah. Really good stuff. yeah. dan has a solo project christian fish no, that's not really what it's called it's but christian, dan does do a lot of christian solo fish, music christian spelled with a k fish ph <laughs> no that's a, that's not joke. true yeah, nice. <laughs> dan does a lot of music on his own too yeah i mean i don't matt, know maybe matt does, so, but he won't let us hear it and Matt's been I'm in a lot of other Matt bands in like North I... County over the years. So this new album, New Tangles, mm-hmm. I guess it's, is it your fourth LP? Or it's actually the seventh full-length <laughs> seventh record. Full-length. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first one we've pressed uh, full-length vinyl. I always say, I've always recorded my own records and stuff, and so every one, I'm like, okay, this is the one, I'm going to put it on LP just because I, I love records, I, you know? Yeah. I don't listen to CDs, I listen to records, and um by the time I'm done mixing it, I'm so sick of it. I'm like, oh, I'm not going oh, to do it. And, um, I've also, you know, a lot of times I, I haven't self-released, but I've been involved with labels that were basically self-releasing. Like Know Your Own was in essence like, we were more like a collective than a real record label. Like there wasn't right. any money, but it, it looked like it was from the outside. But it really yeah. was. So I didn't want to pay, I didn't ever wanted to pay for it. But this one, we, uh, we kind of co-released it with people in a position to know. Um, 
so oh, excited. Dixon's label. Yeah, Mike Dixon, old Olympia guy. Not old. He's not old, but <laughs> formerly of Olympia, living seasoned. in Tucson. Seasoned. Seasoned. Yeah. Well Olympia seasoned. veteran, Michael Dixon. Now that is a hunk of fresh Tucson, Tucson meat. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, we keep trying to get over there to see him and play a show out there. Um, the, uh, yeah. Um, uh, what was my point? Yeah, it's the seventh record. Uh, we're working on a new record now. We have a bunch of new material, um, which I don't know what we're going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm fantasizing about talking with Brett about uh, reviving the Know Your Own label. Just I think it would be like the right time because it's like it's been so long. It's almost like nostalgia. I know. Yeah. Nick at the business has the band um, with John Van Dusen and um, I, th- I can't remember the other guy's Buffet. name. Buffet. Buffet. That they're kind of like it's it's pretty amazing. It's like almost like screamo punk. Um, and I know, and, and I know that Nick definitely had put the Know Your Own label on. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, if they're, I'm hoping yeah. it gets revived. It would be really fun. It seems like the right time. And I think Carl's kind of. I don't know if he's any of his label stuff still going. It'd be fun. Carl Blau. Yeah, to get him back involved. Yeah, well, you. So that's um, my fantasy. Maybe I'm talk like, a little bit more about Know Your Own and like what that. Know Your Own was a, it was is an Anacortis record label that was started by Brett Lunsford of Be Happening in the 80s just to kind of document the music scene of Anacortis that's the name Know Your Own it wasn't it wasn't like meant to be exclusive but just like this is our town kind of but he's he was a uh, he studied a lot of history at Evergreen and he's actually the um, head of the Anacortis Museum right now so that's kind of his thing and um, it was mostly a compilation based label I think through the 80s and then Phil Elvrum uh, of the microphones kind of got a hold of it in the early 90s and was doing like cassette releases um, and then he moved to Olympia and started putting stuff out on K and then Carl and I were still in Anacortes and so we sort of took over the mantle and I mean it's always Brett's label um, but we started doing a lot the, 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 I think the calling card of No Yon was always the compilation like we would since we had all the friends in Olympia we would always do all these compilations that would have Mira and Dennis Driscoll and whoever and um uh, yeah, Carl, Nate Ashley, The Gift Machine, uh, Dennis Driscoll, Kayla Marisich all put stuff out on Know Your Own over the years. It kind of had the reputation as the K farm team for a little bit. Sure. Because Kayla put her first tape out on that, and then she went to K, and same with, I think, with Dennis. But It kind of got revived in 2005 or six again um, for a little bit, and that's when Goodbye, Good Luck came out. on that. I had actually moved to San Diego, and then Nathan Walker who now runs Riot Act Media, was sort of working with Brett on that label, and they put out a few releases, and then it's sort of been lying dormant, I think, for like the last decade, pretty much. Fun label. Can I ask a question about that Goodbye, Good Luck album? Yeah, of course. I picked up where you left off. I slept around with your neighbor's wife. I dove head first Seeing you guys perform 
uh, just you and Andrea, mm-hmm. uh, like maybe like eight years ago or something, up at a house called the um, the Finger Complex up on Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, that was fun. That was yeah. a great show. That's maybe like ten years. Ago. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, I think it was exactly ten years. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Where's um, it go? <laughs> Uh, but anyways, um, I, I got a copy of it. You had given a copy to Andrew Dorsett, and he let me copy it because he knew I'd like it. He yeah. kept saying, like, you're going to love this band. He was right. I love you guys. Oh, thank you. Um, but at the time, it was called Hammond, right? It never was called Hammond. See, that's confusing, and I always felt bad, and I always was worried that somebody like bought it twice thinking it was a different record. It was never called Hammond. It just, I, we were going on tour, and the record was done, and I think it was always called Goodbye, Good Luck, but there was a picture of my Hammond organ, which was kind of featured on that record. And just by the nature of the picture of the organ, it said Hammond. So, so it kind of it kind of took on that name. People called it Hammond for a while. And then when, then I think we made another cover that Andrea had drawn. And then Know Your Own decided to put it out after it had been out for like six or seven months. They wanted to like put it out and kind of like get a distribution and push it to the press a little bit. And so, but they wanted to silk screen it, so I had to make another cover. So there's actually three different <laughs> covers for that record. So if, anyone, that. if everyone bought Hammond and Goodbye, the good blue luck, one. let me know. I'll send you some, sh- oh, yeah. some swag. <laughs> nice. yeah. I remixed it, I think, but Hammond was pretty rough early mixes of it. Mm, good. Yeah, I, I, I fell in love with that immediately. It was just Thank so you. good. And Thank of course, you. the Master Delms, you know, great as well. Yeah. Thank you. I, um, that was the uh, first record with Andrea, and that oh, was sort yeah. of how we'd been playing music together for a couple years, and we liked each other, but then uh, she hates when I tell the story. Cause she, uh, it's like me blackmailing her that she has to sing with me. But um, <laughs> I just got the bird. Um, no, we... I think there was like one song and she sang like, I was like, well, you're, you know, you're a girl, all girls can sing. Let's do, do some background vocals. And she sang and it worked so good. And I was like, well, shit, like here, try to sing what I'm singing. We'll do like harmonies. And it works so easy. Like, you know, I mean, I've been lucky to get to sing with like Carl Blau, Nate Ashley. Those guys are awesome singers, but like sometimes our voices just didn't like, they don't blend. And then with Andrea, it was always like so easy. Like, I'm just like, here's the lyrics. And she would like two takes and it was like. All those songs were like, she didn't, she learned the song as she was singing it. It was like two takes. It's like, damn, that's good. So then I, I started to like crush out on her really hard. <laughs> we got married. Nice. So it's the music's fault. <laughs> yeah. Magic of the music. Yeah. Cool. So you guys are, um, excuse me. All right. So Sorry, you guys are cranking for... out one more uh, album and then are you going international or... no yeah. I mean at this point you know I don't have any delusions of grandeur but I've just I've made music since I was a kid I'm not gonna like stop it's you um no, um, no. I actually it would be awesome actually not to go international but I would sure love to go play in Europe like it'd be so yeah. fun I second that notion yeah <laughs> what about uh, you guys ever get down into the Tijuana scene um I want to I don't I don't know that much about it um Spencer came through with Jenniferous, and we were going to play a show down there with them, but we had to cancel last minute. It was, like, it was miscommunication. Matt was heading out of town, and uh, I think Alana had something going on. There. She was, what? I forget. Anyway, uh, yeah. uh, we didn't go, but they said it was a really fun show. It's just, um, it's supposed to be really good, but it's it's still, it, 
like back in the uh, the '90s, it was established. There was like a couple like indie rock venues that big bands went to, and now I think it's that's starting again. And there's a good arts community there, but it's yeah. not so mapped out. And so, you know, uh, my Spanish is still pretty good from high school. I, I I could get around a little bit, but like you know, it's not one of those things I want to blindly drive into TJ and be like, "Cool, where's the indie rock venue? Here we are." Sorry. Yeah, ridiculous <laughs> midlife crisis pedal board. You know, there's this one uh, sort of alleyway between Revolution and Constitution, mm-hmm. and you walk down there, and you pr- probably talk to anybody at one of the like. There's like little cafes and record uh-huh. shops and all this stuff, and um, I know some. It's like a bunch of garage doors that are either pulled down and like painted murals over. Okay. Or pulled up, and there's like a shop or a venue. Or yeah, what yeah. It's, in there. it's all supposed to be good. When I unfortunately, right when I first moved to San Diego, is when Tijuana was really bad with some of the crime and the drugs and all that stuff. And now, supposedly, that's all pretty good. And most of the the uh, the issues with the cartel and all that stuff is out more toward Texas. So I've heard it's it's totally yeah. chill. I mean, uh, my friend Kate Clark, who's an anacortist, anacortesian, <laughs> whatever you say that. She was living down there, and she was super involved with the art scenes in, in San Diego. And she said that Tijuana was way cooler. So it's I've definitely it's on the list. Um, I think there's a venue called Mustache, which Spencer played at, and he's, yeah. he said it was interesting. Like it was cool, and people were nice, but there was like a techno room, and then like like a, you know a rave here, and then like it's just kind of there like was like five different venues within this complex of club. Yeah, could be fun. Could be weird. <laughs> yeah. We played in Tijuana. I forget where, but with Lazy Zeppelin and uh, El Chez. El Chez, yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. And that was a funny experience because um, the, we went there in the daytime, and and they were still cleaning up from the night before, and there was just like broken plastic cups everywhere. It smelled like uh, just beer and pee, like yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And the floor was mm. covered in beer and pee, and the bathrooms were also like really gross. And we're like, oh my god, <laughs> like this is a harsh environment to be in uh, and then we came back like in the evening time like six hours later they it, it was like they sprayed the place down with a fire hose or something it was spick and span wow. it didn't smell like anything anymore wow. <laughs> uh, until we like got into the night and then um, as more reverie was happening and people were drinking and and peeing up presumably <laughs> yeah, the yeah, bathroom yeah. was kind of <laughs> Yeah, I just said. Kind we of need to bring your mom, Alana. Like, if oh, your mom yes. comes with us. It, yeah, I go. Like, I go down there to get uh, dental work done. Me too. It's, it's so cheap and it's yeah. great, and I had never had any issues. So, and last time I was there, like two months ago, it seemed totally fine, and like, yeah, could definitely make it happen. So. That's yeah. That's honestly it's why I know my way around. Yeah, to oh, yeah, exactly. It's because my dentist. Yeah, I, I've been going there for dental work. Same. Since, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. So, so easy. Decades. Yeah. Wow. So that's a good tip for the podcast listeners. Yes. Uh, yeah. If you can make it to Tijuana, it's like a tenth of the price. At least. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. I know a lot of uh, some other friends from the Northwest have gone down there. Yeah. And done that. Yeah. Shout out to Dr. Maria. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a variety of surgeries you could get cheaper in Mexico, depending oh, on how yeah. deep you want to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's a place you go if you want to get a tail put on or yeah, something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I heard flights are really cheap there, too. You can go down to Tijuana and get, like, an international flight somewhere else for way cheaper. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't want to wrap my Travel chips with the gift machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So maybe for the Europe tour, that's how you <laughs> yes, you yes. First, then fly to. Andrew has Amsterdam a yeah. Andrew has a lot of family in Holland, so we actually have places oh, to stay. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. My fun. mom grew up there, so in Holland, sort nine years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Carl's done so well in England. I've always wanted to ride his coattails, but I don't know how to. I don't know how to really make that happen. I don't know. <laughs> Start playing fun. country. Yeah, Maybe so. we can do that. <laughs> I think you Goodbye just tweak your songs just a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Some kind of steel or something. Right, I have one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at you. Yeah. All right. Um, just put on the set. I don't yeah. think yeah. I can uh, keep talking for very yeah, yeah. much longer. Yeah. No, thanks for so. dealing through your sickness to chat with us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's great to see you guys. Yeah. Thank you for great having to hear us you today. Yeah. You too. Thank you for having us. Um, Thanks for those songs. So it was two yeah. from New Tangles and two, two brand new ones. Yeah, yeah. I think we have seven new ones that we're doing in the set that haven't been recorded yet, and then I have at least that many in the queue when we get back. So. And this won't come out till I after really want to get it out. Over probably, no, no, no. So. Yeah, and I want to. I want to. Our plan is to kind of go home and and record it since we're like we've been playing them on the road I want to try to like get everybody while they're tight that's sort of the that's a move before, before we forget how to play them again that's what she said Andrew says just say that in the mic come on um, yeah I'd like to get it out this year because I've always kind of I get to producing your own stuff sometimes you get a little too close to it and then it, like the fun goes out and then it takes it. two years it takes three years whatever <laughs> right. so I want to like just record it pretty live um and then just have it be done quickly. Even even if it's like a long EP or something this year, I'm going to make sure that something comes out this year. Yeah. Okay, that's about it. The Gift Machine's going to premiere a couple of new songs in a minute here, but first, some updates. I need help spreading the word about this show, so please tell a friend, share the episode, and definitely give me a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen if you can. And if you want a sticker or a button, I have those available still. Just send me an email. The address is all one word, lowprofilemarkley at gmail.com. Next time, I'm going to be discussing the late Bob DeRoe with some friends. My hero, zero, such a funny little hero, but till you came along, we counted on our fingers and toes. If you were born between the 1960s to the 1990s and watched cartoons, chances are Bob taught you a lot of fundamental things in his schoolhouse rock songs. He's also a heavy hitter in the jazz world, a hero for sure. That's in a few weeks. Until then, dig this, the world premiere of two new songs by The Gift Machine. It's alright, 
person.